Does it seem hard to get good ideas from your team? If you're frustrated that you're not getting the input that you want from your team, perhaps you need to look at yourself first. Have you squashed ideas, failed to set context, or have you unintentionally created a status quo culture? Ideas and innovation. That's the topic for this edition of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Well, welcome to the 2120 Podcast, and uh, we are sitting here in our familiar space with our coffee, and uh, Matt, I've been thinking about something. Uh, I was working with a manager in um, in a project here. And um, one of the things that the manager expressed to me was some frustration that, um, you know, December wasn't a great month. Uh, I need ideas. And the manager went to the team and said, listen, here's kind of the thing. I need ideas for ways that we can drive business. So we're not talking like long-term things, like, like what are some quick hitters? What are some things that we can do? And the reason the manager was frustrated was, that the team didn't seem to really respond to that. Okay, so I need ideas, get them to me by Friday, you know, whatever it might be. There wasn't crickets basically, or like, nah, I, I've been thinking, I, I don't know what we should do. Here's my, here's my coaching moment with that manager is to say, when you ask for ideas, uh, it's really hard. Like if you just put me on the spot right now and said, listen, I need four ideas. Like, what do you, what do you got? We assume that others know what's happening in our head, that, that all the conversations and all the thoughts, maybe it's hours or over days, over weeks, even that we've been like trying to solve a problem. And then I bring that problem to the table and I say, listen, I need some ideas, but I do it in five minutes. No wonder why we would get crickets. Right. Sure. And so I want to just have a conversation with you today about that, about how can we do that better? How can we include others to come up with ideas? And it's really in this vein of like innovation. Uh, When they first hear it, I think they're thinking about like huge ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like game changing ideas. But a lot of times innovation is just born out of solving simple problems. So how would you help others come up with those ideas? Well, what I just popped in my head was he clearly had no one on his team that had that futuristic trait, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it'd be a different story if, you know, he, you had that one person that was that idea guy or gal that you say, okay, this is what I need. And then they just start rattling stuff off. It's all right. I like this. And it slowly just populates on a whiteboard of all these different ideas. And, you know, once, once that starts, more people buy into it and yeah. take, take an idea and then they, they run with it. And then before you know it, like an hour goes by and it's like, holy crap, we have so many different things right now we, we can focus on. So I think as a leader, you have to be looking for that. Yeah. You know, it, you, you can't have the same five people sitting in the room that have the same traits, the same personalities, the same attributes. You got to find completely different people. Otherwise, you're going to have those meetings where you go, here's what I need. Go. Yep. Everybody looks at each other like, okay, are you going to say something or do I have to say something or I don't know what to say? And it's a mess. Instead of having clearly defined roles that like, you're my idea guy, so I need you to come to the table with this. Now, for this, this guy you're talking about, or gal or whoever it is, 
Um, he needs to know that going into it. So he needs to have meetings before the meeting saying, hey, this is what I want to talk about on Friday. I like to get a brainstorm. I'm going to bring this to the table, and then I want to have some good dialogue about Absolutely. what we need to do. So like, you need yeah. to set the table. Set the table. And doing that, you're going to look back at the meeting and go, man, that was beneficial. This was good. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be that leader that's now beating his head against the wall again because he's not getting anything out of I mean, he set himself up to fail, hands down. You, you've said so much, and I don't know that you realize how much you just said, but, but just from a very like, uh, very tactical approach, there's, there's a number of things that are happening. First of all, is creating time to have those meetings. Okay, so some business owners, some leaders, managers, they don't even create the time to do it. That, that uh, idea, that solicitation for ideas comes through a very impromptu meeting, or um, uh, maybe it's even by email. Hey, I need ideas for this. And yeah, that, so, so first of all, we've got to create the space for it. The second thing that you said uh, is simple things like being in a room together and using a whiteboard. In the case that I was referring to, that wasn't even happening. It was more of a, hey, I see you passing me in the hall. Hey, hey uh, can, when you got a moment, I need some ideas. That's kind of what was happening. They just didn't create the moment for that to occur. Yeah. You know, I don't think most companies, most businesses, most people allow think time throughout the day. Oh, you're supposed to get paid to think like, if you're in a leadership role. You know that, yeah, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I think all the time. And, yeah. you know, like my think time is usually my drive time, yeah. you know, in, in and out of you know work. But, you know, locking yourself in a room, closing the door and giving your team scheduled think time to brainstorm ideas and have fun and, you know, whatever that may be gets more out of what you're trying to do. Yeah. And time is one of the biggest things that I hate wasted time and I hate wasted meetings, you know, and, um, if I in a meeting where it's not going anywhere, I'm looking at my watch going, like I have things I could be doing right now. I want to just like get up and walk out and excuse myself. But in a leadership role, you can't just do that. You can't yeah. just throw the meeting to the fire and, 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 and leave. So you have to try to change it or add value to it. Um, but yeah, like you have to go, if you're that key leader that's having this conversation, you have to think prior, how do I want this meeting to go? Mm-hmm. Obviously you want it to go good. So what am I going to do to help it, help it be good? You know, and it may be, you know, pulling one of your guys aside or gals aside and saying, okay, I, I'm going to pour into you today. I need your, your back on some things. I need you to come to the table with four ideas that we can make this work. And here's what I'm thinking. Here's, here's my thoughts. And then literally just between you and this other person are brainstorming ideas yeah. to divide and conquer because you don't have those other people on your team that are going to be able to do that for you. But it sparks something. It, it slowly starts to, to add fuel to that fire and the fire starts to grow and more people get involved with it. And before you know it, it's running. And it's like, okay, because of what I did, what we did early on, having a plan, talking about the plan, and now executing the plan, the plan's going to work and it's going to grow because of these ideas that are now coming. You know out. what ticks people off a lot, though? It, and, and I like the fact that you're talking about the action piece of this is there's ideas thrown around all the time. Um, you know, there's a couple things that come to mind for me. So, so if I get frustrated because people aren't bringing ideas to me, I better be looking at myself first and seeing how am I failing to ask the right question? Am I even approachable? Like, so, so if I've stolen ideas before as a manager, or if I've taken credit for other people's ideas, or I haven't listened, like maybe they've told me and I come back and I say, that's not really going to work here. 
what are the chances that people are going to come with ideas to me anyway? So like I might be the barrier. We got to start there. But, you know, the, the thing that you said about the action is so critical because people get frustrated when we've given the ideas, but we never see anything happen. I gave you great ideas. We talked about this as a group a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, and nothing ever happened. So there has to be that uh, commitment to exploring them and, and actually doing and implementing them. Otherwise, people are like, well, screw it. I'm just, you know, I'm just well, disengaged from the process. You have to show them the why or the why not yeah. in most cases. And, I, you know, I want a hot tub in the break room. This is a great idea. Everybody's going to love this. This is going to be, the, you know, this is cutting edge. You guys have one of those. Obviously. I wish we did, you know. <laughs> but, you know, like if you don't explain to that person, you know, that's a great idea. And that would, yeah, totally generate crew morale and people would love that. But is that really realistic for what we're going to do? Yeah. Eh, probably not. And then it, it, it's done. It, they brought an idea to the table. You know, it was probably wasn't the best idea, but you showed them the why not. Like, mm-hmm. what, why, we, we just can't do this. And that's okay. But if you just let it linger, oh, yeah, that really is a good idea. Maybe we should look into that. And you just kind of let it die on its own. They're always going to think, well, he told me it was a good idea. You know, he told me we should probably look into this. So, like, why aren't we looking into it? Mm. You know, instead of saying no, the answer is no. We're not going to have a hot tub. Man, I'd love a hot tub, but we're not going to do this. It, it, it doesn't take the wind out of their sails. But if you completely just squash their idea and say, Jim, that's stupid. Why would we put a hot tub in, the, in our break room? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. That's going to cost $7,000. It's going to waste time. Like you're deflated because of it. Right, right. And guess what? You're not bringing any ideas where I want you to be creative. I want you to bring outside the box. You know, the hot tub idea, man, <laughs> God, we're all looking, looking around the room going, man, could we do this? That might be kind of cool. Yeah. But the answer is no. You know, when you squash that idea, it's like slapping a dog on the nose. Like mm. they look at you and go, oh no, like what did I just do wrong? And you disempower them. Exactly. It's gone. Yeah. So now they sit there in the corner or they don't show up to the meeting, right. whatever it is. And slowly their chair that was right next to you is now closer to the door because they're just, they don't feel a part of that meeting anymore because we slapped them on the nose. So I, um, I love to listen to, uh, to other great leaders, whether the podcast or seeing them in person, et cetera. And it was, uh, Andy Stanley said something that was really profound that, that I latched onto. And he said, the best leaders, they don't ask how they, they say, wow, tell me more. Yeah. Right. When you, when you do this, like you, Matt, you come to me with an idea and, and maybe it's very new. It's just something that's popped in your head. You haven't really worked through it yet, but you, you feel like there's something there. You sit down with me, I'm your manager, and I, my first reaction is, well, Matt, how are we going to make that happen? Like, I, I create limits immediately. Uh, I might say something like, well, you know, that could work, but with all of the other things that we have going on, how will you have time to develop that? With all the you know constraints that we're under right now from budget and, you know, how could we possibly afford to do that? Instead of saying, Matt, like, I think you might be onto something. Wow, that's kind of cool. Can we spend some time? Like, do you have further thoughts on that? Or maybe we should bring that up in our team meeting and let's kind of ideate around that and see what happens. And then I'm empowering that instead of killing it because it might be the solution that we need mm-hmm. or it might lead us to the solution. It might initiate those conversations and brainstorms that takes us to that next level. Yeah, you, so, so instead of saying how, it's like, wow, tell me more. Yeah, you halt progress. Exactly. I mean, you, you throw the parking brake on and you stop where it could go. Now, 
it may not go down the direction that they think it's going to go, but it may go somewhere else that's just as positive and just mm. as impactful. Exactly. But because an idea that, that was born out of whatever is now turning left and turning right, you're still going forward. Right. You know, you're, you're not going backwards. You're not taking a U-turn and stopping. You know, you're physically finding ways to, to, to make it work. And, you know, by you saying, yeah, tell me more, you can see when you do that, they get more passionate about yeah. it because it's like, okay, this guy's buying into it. He wants to hear more. So now I'm going to give him my spiel. And before you know, it, it's like, oh, I like this, but what about this? And it's okay to give them the, the pump your brakes feedback where it's like, okay, slow down. Tell me more about this. I, will this work? And then you're steering them in a, in a direction, but together you're going to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You can't halt progress. Yeah. You can't put the red flag up with a stop sign and say, no, Agreed, this is yeah. dumb. Like you have to take the idea and let them run with it a little bit and then show them and help them with every angle to look at it and go, okay, does this truly make sense for us? Yes, it does. Or no, it doesn't. But maybe if we did this, it would still get what we want. And then you win at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, earlier in, in, in our conversation, you mentioned futuristic. And, um, so I was going to approach this real quick from a strength finder perspective. And this is why I absolutely love this tool. So, I've worked through your strengths with you, and I know that you have one called restorative. So restorative means the, the what? In your words, do you remember what that one is? No, you tell me. <laughs> okay, so so that's like you're a fixer. Like you sure. see things and you want to improve them. You want to take them from good to, to great. Now, I have futuristic. So futuristic for me is uh, I live in the future. Like I'm always seeing what's possible. Uh, it's backed by a couple others that make me a little bit dangerous at times, but I have maximizer, which means I want to take something from really good to superb so I can fall into perfectionism at times. But I also have another one called ideation. That's like number eight for me. So ideation means I've got ideas. Now, if you put me into a room by myself, this is where I can get dangerous. I can be in the future. I want to take it from really good to like awesome and I've got ideas. I need somebody like you to work with me because restorative is one of the executing domains. Okay. So that means you see how, what uh, to do it. You know, what needs to be done. I can sit over here on the, on the other side and I can come up with ideas, but I might not know how to do them or I might not know the best way. So strengths really shows like these four domains. You've got executing relationship building, um, strategic thinking and influencing. That's a great mix of people. And, and you said it early really well is if you're sitting in a room with like-minded people, maybe you're, you're all high in the executing area. That is really going to limit the amount of ideas you have. But if you're sitting with a strategic thinking group and all of you have strategic thinking, you're going to come up with ideas and, and you can see strategies, but you don't really get after it. Like it's more fun for you to plan it than to do it. So we have to have this mix of people. That's, that's one of the things like that assessment helps show, uh, um, where you're strong in the team and what you're, what you're maybe missing. So let's find somebody that can help us get there. Yeah. It's, it's on the leader hands down. You know, if you're that boss, you have to look at your team and go, what does each associate that's in front of me right now bring to the table? Yeah. Like what is their strength and how is this going to maximize our success long term? And it's okay to have a couple of people that have the same, the same characteristics and the same strengths For because sure. they're going to partner up and they're going to be good together. But you have to look at, you know, what is your team missing? What strength do you need that you don't have right now? And then it's your job to go out and find it and bring that to the table. Because if you, if you're okay with being okay, you're always going to be okay. 
you know. But I love that. If say that again. <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> Knucklehead. Come on. But, like, it, it's, like, I'm not okay with being okay. You know, I don't want teams that are okay with being okay, because when you're okay, you just fly under the radar, and you, you don't have innovations in your store. You kind of just do the same thing every day, and you can't be okay with how you did things in the past, even if they were good, you know. Yeah. There's always something that you can improve and, and, and get better, and I think early on in my career, that's where I struggled because I wanted to be very innovative right out of the gate, mm-hmm. but I didn't learn the systems well enough to be great at those systems. I just tried to change them and make sure. them better, yeah. and th- that burned me, you know, instead of taking a system, learning it inside and out, and out, executing it, and completely understanding it and then you know what this didn't work very well so I'm going to change this a little bit and make it better hmm. that's that's the difference and if I could rewind my career 15 years and start over and do that I, that's exactly what I would change it would be I'm going to learn the system inside and out I'm going to be able to teach it inside and out and then here's where I know it's it's wrong or bad I'm going to fix this right. and make it make it better and I, I would have been farther along in my career faster but it's not okay to be okay you got to look at your team and look at this, the strengths of each person and go, we are missing this key, eh? this key strength. It's futuristic. We need to have that idea guy. Let's go find us an idea guy. What you, what you just mentioned right there, this just being okay with being okay is I think of the word status quo mm-hmm. and it is so easy to fall into that. Um, and, and I think if you asked if you put a, a, a group of leaders into a room and you say, like, what are some of the most costliest phrases in business? Well, we've always done it that way, and that's not my job. Uh, I think you would realize that that everybody in that room would say, no, I never, we, we, it's not me. We, we never say those words, except the reality is, is we fall into comfort levels. We get complacent. We get a little satisfied. And I think one of the greatest threats to success is success. Because when we get successful, then we just start to like ease back and we, we lose that edge, you know? Well, you know, the status quo is top down. Yeah. And if you have a leader that is not a driving force, yeah. that, it, you know, the boss who is okay with being okay, your team is your team never going to be successful. Right. And, um, you know, you see people miss work. You see people that don't give it all. You see people that go home early, you know, because nobody's trying to push the envelope of that. What's next? Because if my boss isn't big on us taking it to the next level, like why would I? And the, 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 the true killer is when you hire someone that has mad potential mm. and they are going to be great, but nobody's on your team making them great or giving the tools to be great. Guess what happens? They become not so great mm-hmm. and they become good and they become comfortable. And before you know it, you take someone that had so much crazy, mad potential, and because you wouldn't pour into them because you had nobody on your team that was making it happen, they're no better than you. And your team is, it's dead in the water because you had that person, you had that idea guy, you had that what's next guy, you had the, or gal, that's wanting to do great things with, with their life. And because they got hired, they had, you know, the ambitions of being great, but nobody on the team was gonna help them with that you lose them because they're smart and they go, I don't want this. I don't want to be a dying team. I'm going to go find something else and they're gone or they become comfortable. And then they're the ones that at two o'clock they're walking out the door when they should be there till five working on stuff or they're calling in sick because they don't want to show up or they're late to work or all because we allowed it to happen. Don't allow it to happen. Find ways to pour into them, find ways to challenge them, find ways to 
help them execute. Exactly. And at the end of the day, yeah. like your team grows because of it. And then you look around as, as that boss or that leader and you go, man, I have everything I need. Every characteristic in this room is covered right now. And you see it because you're growing. People want to get hired in your, in your business. Your, your numbers are there. People are happy. Everything plays a role when you have the right people on the right seats on the bus. That is a fantastic way to end this episode. Perfect. All right. This has been the 2120 Podcast. Our topic today was ideas and innovation and how to release that in your team. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for topics, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 2120podcast at gmail.com. That's the words 21 spelled out, followed by the numbers 20podcast at gmail.com. We'll make it easy and include a link to that email address in the description. If you're enjoying listening to two guys take a random topic and talk about it for 20 minutes, hey, it would mean a lot to Matt and I if you would rate it, write a review, and share it with others. Thank you again for tuning into the 2120 Podcast.